If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap patrol on the cat patrol. Foes that want to make sure my cask is closed. Rap critics to say he's money cash holes. I'm from the hood, stupid. What type of facts are those? If you grew up with hoes in your zap patrols, you celebrate the mission. Welcome to Trashy Ring Attire. I'm BD. And I'm Q. And it's time to get trashy. After a long time, yep. <laughs> <laughs> After a long time again, yeah. Well, not that long. I think no. we were on. We were on in August. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we were. We were on in August. Um, but a lot has happened since then. Definitely. Um, let's just go. I. I see. The thing is, I think we're going to agree on a lot of that stuff. Um, let's. I mean, I don't really even have anything specific to say about NXT, uh, other than Bailey almost made me cry. <laughs> that doesn't happen a lot. Well, but she's she's um I think she's uh hit every single um emotion. She she's gotten fans to emote every possible way. Yeah. Um and I and I don't think that there are many wrestlers who can say they've done that. So Yeah. Um was super stoked. Um I think uh and, and Asuka as usual just blows me away. Um and I I, I, I figured as soon as uh I saw Sasha and Charlotte and uh, Becky at ringside that I knew what way it was going to go. And I started going like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be like one of the four times in my life in wrestling that'll make me cry. You know, yeah. the Ric Flair retirement was one of them too. Well, mm-hmm. of course, that only lasted a little while before it made it irrelevant. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that that was amazing. Um, I really uh, liked the shift in Bailey's style for that match too. Oh, definitely. She's gotten aggressive as hell. She's like this incredibly stiff worker, um, which was not the case. Like, I want to say, like, before that Brooklyn match last year, it was definitely not the case. No. And it was a clear, like, there was a very clear escalation between her uh, Dallas match and her Brooklyn 2 match. Um, And, like, the thing that that I would use to describe Bailey is, uh, is generous and in, in, in the way that I mean, like, you know, she had the history of Brooklyn to play off of last year. She has the fact that everybody kind of at least suspects that it's her last match. Mm-hmm. They didn't really need anything other than that. Yeah. And yet on top of that, they threw in like an escalation from the last match that was just very noticeable, even just watching them wrestle. Yeah, definitely. Which was, which was really cool. Um, Joe's jaw made me hurt. Oh, Jesus like Christ. that that one shot uh, near the end there, where like he's sorry, he's waiting for Nakamura to go up to the rope and like knee him in the back of the head, mm-hmm. and he just looks like he's crying, holding his jaw. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he legit like I, let out a like a guttural cry, like it yeah. looked like he was actually crying. Yeah, I think so too. And then, <laughs> like that that looked I said, man, he is either like the best salesman in the world or mm-hmm. uh he is really hurt. Um and, and hopefully it wasn't too bad at that point because Nakamura then proceeded to kick him in the face again. Yep. Um <laughs> but I mean that I, I, most people seem to think not have that as their match of the year candidate. Uh like very good match. Everybody seemed to pretty much universally love it. Yeah. Um definitely. But uh, I, I don't know. I think that may, might be my match of the year candidate. What, Joe and Nakamura? I think so. It's certainly up there. There's easily. a lot of stiff competition. But. No, no, that's easily because I don't think they've actually – if you actually watch that match from beginning to end, 
you'll notice that like they hit every single type of match you could possibly go through. Um, they yeah. had a technical point. There was a stiff point. There was a point where they were doing some risky ass shit. I mean, it yeah. was just it was amazingly like it's kind of like they took you on a journey. Yeah, every type of professional wrestling style. So I don't think there's a match that can actually top that, which is really like a big compliment because this year has had a yeah, good number best. of matches. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other interesting, and they, they, the announcers did sort of mention it, but I found it um, kind of a missed opportunity that they didn't play into it more is that, you know, the originator of strong style in the U.S. is Joe. Yeah. You know, a long time ago, you know, certainly not in his WWE days, but even though they didn't play into it with the buildup of the match, they certainly played into it uh, in the match. Definitely. Uh, which I thought was, was awesome. Um, everybody loves Nakamura, but I really can't understand how awesome I thought Joe was in that match. Oh, definitely. Like Joe is, I think Joe is the only legit guy I can see going over Brock Lesnar clean. Yeah, I know. I know. I would say Joe or Owens would be the two that I could see getting the most out of that. Yeah. Um, should mention as well, I also watched... Oh, I loved Aries and No Way Jose, too. Oh, definitely. That was such an understated match. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'm like, that wasn't a bad match on the card, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, loved the... It was my first opportunity to see... Um, what's her name? Um, Amber Moon. Yeah. Uh, that off-the-top rope stunner is bananas. <laughs> She's going to be the one to go over Asuka. Yeah, maybe I'd watch the hell out of that match. Yeah, um, and that that um, I should mention too. I, I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I have a friend now who used to watch wrestling in like its peak days in like the late nineties, mm-hmm. um, who's watched all these NXT specials now, um, and oh, we wow. watch this and and we watch this one, and you know it's it's true for me too. You know, there's not really a lot of wrestling shows these days I watch top to bottom. Um, and that's not to say that the regular WWE pay-per-views aren't getting better. They are. Uh, but uh, these shows, not only can I watch them top to bottom, but I get excited for the next one. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. are, are Joe and Nakamura going to fight again? You know, what happens when Ember Moon finally makes it to Asuka? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so uh, the entrance for Nakamura was amazing. Yeah, I, I could I could spend the whole time talking about that show. Yeah. I um, mean, there are a couple of nit- – like, there's only one nitpick that I've had from NXT, and it's – Bobby Roode's finisher, everything else about <laughs> like Bobby Roode in general, just like everything about him has been amazing. Like he's fantastic. Yeah, but like that finisher, Jesus, so underwhelming. It sounds like a very WWE fanboyish thing to say, mm-hmm. um, because I've never been the biggest fan of Roode. It's not that I'm not happy to see him, mm-hmm. but he's never topped any kind of list for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm as into it as most people are. But I gotta say. In terms of like committing to something and and you know putting in best effort, like that character that he's got now, I, I really if you put it on paper, like that's a Miz, that's a Mizish yeah. type gimmick, and I've just he's never done anything like that before. And if you would have told me before uh, he came in that that's what he's going to be doing, I would have thought that's awful. <laughs> Don't uh, like not an awful idea, but for Bobby Roode, it's a horrible idea, but I will say like, Holy cow. He, he, he rolled right into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's never done anything like that before. So very impressive. Um, and that song was in my head for fucking days. Oh, I'm sure um, you're not the only one. Um, it's, it's funny because I think what, uh, Brooklyn too has established, uh, more than anything is that, you know, I think a lot of people were worried that NXT was, um, kind of ransacked of its top level talent 
Um, but yeah. I think that we've seen now that like it's it's replenished and the brand is going to be just fine if if not excel. Um, I think the replenishing is almost what part of what makes it work. Yeah, you definitely. can't get bored of somebody in NXT. No, I'm I'm almost going the other way on it now. Where as cool as it is to see somebody like Bailey graduate. Mm-hmm. I still prefer to see people on NXT because I enjoy them more on NXT than anywhere else. Well, she, I know, think she's super... still part of the uh, the road tour right now. Um, oh, is she? Which, yeah, so like uh, the house shows that NXT are doing, I think Bailey's still a part. I mean, I could be wrong, but she's being advertised heavily on them. So, oh, well, there you I go. Mean, that's a good thing. Uh, maybe she'll tag with Asuka and uh, still have some pretty decent matches. Now, let me ask you this, um, as somebody who, uh, who dabbles in the music world, mm-hmm. um, I have found, and I don't, I don't think I'm the majority of this, or maybe I am, I don't know, uh, that most live musical performances in wrestling uh, are horrible. Tend to not, yeah. <laughs> can you, what, are, what are the good ones that you can remember? I, okay, so Living Color, when they played yep. um, CM Punk, to WrestleMania, yeah, for sure. Um, when they had Motorhead play Triple H down, um, yeah, I'm not really a big Motorhead guy, but I know that that was a good, that was a fun thing to watch. Yeah, uh, when they had that band um, that played the DX theme play them down. Oh yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. good. Um, yeah, but I don't think any of and and as good as those perform- performances were, um, I don't think any of them really like caught the magic of nakamura's entrance no that was amazing yeah that was just phenomenal it was so unique it was but it was so like perfect for nakamura um yeah i i just i i don't necessarily think there's anything that that guy can do wrong right now Um, no and that's been a long time since i've thought that about somebody yeah um it's in, I mean we, okay I think I think one other thing that I think Brooklyn has has taught WWE uh, or should have taught them is that don't run SummerSlam in the same arena as you ran you know what probably one of your best top to bottom shows that you ever ran in your history uh, two nights prior yeah definitely was it two nights I know it was the night before <laughs> oh it was yeah it was right Saturday before. you're right my, my mistake yeah yeah the night before that's even so worse. even worse yeah that's way worse actually. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, overall, I thought SummerSlam was pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, There's nothing really good out of that. Um, well, see, I liked, I liked Cena Styles. I thought that was a great match. Yeah, that was a fantastic match. And Cena even held his own in that match, which makes me like finally. And we don't say that very often. No, not at all. So this makes me feel like maybe Cena is actually improving to the point where it's at least a little significant. Yeah. Um, so I don't mind seeing Cena now. Um, I just, uh, I mean, I actually am. I'm not going that far, but I get where you're going. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I like if, he, if he's putting over people like AJ Styles, I'm very, I'm fine with it. Like he still has merit in the company and the fact that he's his name, you know, his name yep. is, is valuable. So when you put someone over him clean, yep. um, it means a lot. Like, I can't imagine anyone else holding the uh, type of ground that AJ Styles has right now. Like, no one in the roster really has that. In the main roster. Yeah. Um, and AJ kind of needed this. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he didn't need it to get over or stay over because he is, even though they've 
I don't want to say they've tried their best not to make it so, mm-hmm. but he's lost almost everything he's been in since he got here. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and he's managed to stay. So he needed this. Mm-hmm. Um, and what an exciting proposition that you use something like that to get to the world title, which is Ambrose. And now we get to see Ambrose and Styles. And that's going to be we talked about We talked about this a bit. That's yeah. going to be nuts. I'm so excited. Oh, you know, it's funny because like, I'm um I'm residing in Richmond right now. Um yes. or close to it and like that pay-per-view is going to be in Richmond. I had no idea that was the case until a couple of weeks ago. Oh wow, are you going to go? I don't know if I can find like decent tickets. Yeah, definitely. Like Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. But um yeah. you know, we'll see it's it's what a couple of weeks now. I think it's um next Sunday. Not this Sunday, not yeah. this upcoming one, but next Sunday. I yeah. know because I have to do more trashy ring attire opens now. Um, <laughs> what did you think of uh, Charlotte and Sasha? I know that Sasha being gone is never good, but uh, what did you think of the match itself, just out of curiosity? I thought it was good. It wasn't great. Um, yeah, definitely not up to potential. No, it, it wasn't as good as their uh, Monday Night Raw match. Um, but I think a lot of that also has to do with uh, Sasha kind of dropping her. She needs to stop dropping herself on her neck. Like, I know, <laughs> yes. I know it's like, it's just one of those things where like some people are able to do it, but like, no, the human anatomy is not capable of taking that type of bump several times throughout a career. No. I mean, not a long career. And I'd like Sasha Banks to have a long career. Um, but you know, it was, it was fine. It was odd that it like was so early up in the card. Um, especially given that that six... Uh, that six-woman tag match was like... You were about to say six diva, weren't you? Uh, no, I was actually remembering. Damn remembering. it! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I got daughters. I got, uh, you know... The, the yeah, whole, no, the I whole, know. The whole women's revolution actually means something. Um, when I it's understand. Not, when it's not being shoved down our throats. Um, yes. But, like, you know, it, it was weird because it felt like the whole... The, the women's division pinnacle of that night that they were trying to build was... The return of Nikki Bella, which was odd, um, and and surprise, this... surprise. I'm not surprised. Well, no, it's not surprise. I mean, it's not really surprising. Um, it's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Which was actually my uh, my entire like analysis of SummerSlam comes down to the fact that it wasn't necessarily a bad pay per view, like as far as no. matches go, but like the production and the order of the matches, the presentation was just horrendous. And odd choices too. Yeah. I I would say, you know, even, uh, you know, I I, I was going to equate Ziggler Ambrose to that too. Something that I expected to be uh, extremely good. I really Mm -hmm. liked the build for it. You know, it was, it was understated. It was, you know, it had an element of suspense to it. Uh, it had a different edge to Ambrose that we hadn't seen at least in a while. Um, So I was expecting, I was expecting to like that match the most. Um, But I thought it kind of felt like Charlotte and Sasha did in that way. You know, I I never know who to blame or if there is anybody to blame for those situations, probably not. But, you know, uh, but like you said, the whole placement of the, of the like the way that they ordered everything, it was just bizarre. Um, It was. And uh, I will I will say that I'm happy to say that I was right uh, because you said that uh, Ambrose and Ziggler would close out that card. Oh yeah, I mean I would I would have I was hoping that they would because it was the WWE title. 
Yes. Um, but yeah, that didn't happen. Um, Joel, Joel is still hanging on to that too. Um, one, I was listening to Classy this morning, um, and Joel's still hanging on to that too with the Universal title. Um, and he says he's like, "That's the title with the history. That is the title. This other thing is the thing that you made for Raw, and it's not as important." And I agree with him. He's right, but that's not the perspective. But I, that the but I has. never had. I never believed that that's the way they were going to go with it. I yes. just, I never did. No, of course not. Um, it was so, it was interesting because, like, I don't know if you remember, like, SummerSlam. Now this is the second SummerSlam in a row, and I think this is going to be routine now, um, where it's just the oddest pay per view of the year. It's not necessarily. It's not necessarily the worst. No, it's definitely the strangest. You remember last year when they had Stewart interfere in that Cena Rollins oh, match, God. and then like the ending of the Taker Lesnar match, and yeah, it was just, and it's the same thing this year. Like the the, the, the ending, like, yeah, the Lesnar Orton ending was really weird. It wasn't necessarily. I don't. I don't even know if I can call it good or bad. I think we need to let some time pass. But like, yeah, it's it was weird. Um, the the interference of um. Uh, God, what matches had some odd ass interference? Like the the Biggie Biggie coming in and like disqualifying New Day and beating up the club. This is like fucking dusty finishes here and there. Just no, nothing made sense. Rusev and Reigns like ending in a no contest for no apparent reason. Like nothing really made any sense. Well, um. There's only a couple other real points about SummerSlam to hit now that we've covered that it sucked in general. But, like, what was – start with this one for me. Mm-hmm. What was the point of Lesnar and Orton? Because I couldn't really figure it out. Uh, the classic guys made a half-decent point, which was that um, – I shouldn't say half-decent. Those poor guys. They made a decent point. Um, but they, they, said, they said, well, you know, they want to be able to say that – Lesnar has gone over everybody, like Cena, Undertaker, that, that he's gone over absolutely everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and Orton should be on that list. Now, that's debatable to me, but I can, I can see the merit in the point. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why, why, why did they have it? I think it was just to get Lesnar on the card, and there was no okay. other big name that they could put on there without seeming redundant. Um, but, I mean you get something a little bit almost as bad as redundant with this match and that's pointless. So I don't know. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't care for the match and I usually care for most Lesnar matches. I think that despite what people might say, I think I actually think Lesnar's a pretty good worker. Um, barely having to work probably helps with that. But um, <laughs> I, 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 the ending was, was bizarre to me. Um, are Can they I? setting up? Yeah, go ahead. What uh, are they setting up? Shane and Brock? Is that the deal? Oh Jesus Christ! I hope not. Um, I know that they're um, they're having Randy and Brock fight again on a Ugh. on a just WWE live event on a Saturday, which I'm sure is going to be just a network exclusive. Um, but like, it's in this month too. It's in September. Um, I don't know, like. If I if I'm if I'm real, if I'm if I'm very honest about this, yep. I don't give a shit about Brock Lesnar anymore. <laughs> really? I mean So that's I, interesting. I mean, I just there's just all right. With everything that's been going on, 
um, with, uh, you know, Styles beating Cena, uh, Ambrose being champion, um, Owens uh, being the universal title, people like Owens, Rollins, and even Big Cass being thrown into the main event scene. Um, you got all this stuff going on. In NXT, Nakamura and Joe, Joe's being called up, Bailey has just been called up. Um, I just feel like Brock is a little unnecessary. Yeah, um, I, I don't even necessarily agree with you on that. I mean, I guess the thing I, I, I Brock is not somebody I would want around in all the time for that mm-hmm. kind of a role. Um, and as long as he's kind of out of that picture fighting somebody like Horton, who's also not really in that world right now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm okay with it. I, I guess my opinion is you can never really have too much good stuff. And having Brock around doesn't take away from my excitement from Big Cass or AJ or Joe's being called up. Well, eventually he will be. But like, let me ask oh, you this. Oh, okay. like, yeah, have, yeah. You, have you enjoyed the last two Lesnar matches? Well, or the last Orton, three. No, but I also don't. Uh, you're gonna have to remind me because I know I, I enjoyed. I thought that the Ambrose one was odd and suffered from poor. Ma- I thought the match was poor, but not because of either one of those. Okay, but like the one before that were the Undertaker matches. Hello, guys. I you you kind of you got me there. Um, mm-hmm. The Undertaker matches were strange, um, and I I feel like a lot of that. See now I'm now I'm backpedaling. Now you're making me think about it. <laughs> but uh, the, the, I I never wanted Undertaker rematches um, because the first one was horrible mm-hmm. um, until the last three seconds, which was when the referee was counting one two three. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. I, I think the, I, I was excited about the Ambrose one. Um, I liked uh, Lesnar and Ambrose and Roman. I thought that those were really good. I thought those three played off each other great. I, th- I, th- I think there's a place for Brock. I don't think I'm excited to see him fight Randy Orton. Because number one, I know, I, know the, I know the end result. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. That there's no reasonable expectation. Like, I'm I'm more bored with Orton than I am with Lesnar. Let me put it to you like that. Um, what, what what I don't know. What what do you think? Who 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 would you be more bored with if you could get rid of either Lesnar or Orton? Who would you get rid of? I mean Orton, but like that's <laughs> that's the thing. Like the only reason I say that is because you still have like Orton doesn't necessarily have a lot of value left, even in his name. Or Lesnar has value in his name, where he can put someone over. However, I think they're like. Pro, they've prolonged that that so much that at this point it's just stale. Like, get somebody well, maybe, over but him. Like, I don't may, want to see may, him until WrestleMania. I think that um, this is a way to get Lesnar. this is a way to get Brock to Mania. Um, but you know, I kind of didn't mind Brock just squashing Randy for the same reason I didn't really mind. I kind of liked him squashing Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's I know it's two years later, but you know. Number one, it kind of means that Randy is never really going to get high up the card again, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a plus. And it means that whoever takes out Brock is going to be pretty much made. And I know the Brock thing seems drawn out, but let's not remember. He's maybe had two or three, four opponents in the last two or three years. He's not on the show all the time. Um, and, 
Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I, I don't think I minded it. That's not saying the match was any good. It certainly wasn't. But Randy is also not. So Randy, Randy makes for an entertaining opponent to Brock in the same way that I think Cena did. In that it's not that it's going to be a great match, but watching him throw Orton around the fucking ring and Orton struggle for offense is not really all that bad. Because and maybe that's just me for my because of my personal preference because I've despised watching Orton for years. Um, well, I mean, I, I get why you're saying that, but like the novelty of that's already been done, though. Like, of the, it of, has. Of, I also didn't know they were doing a rematch. Yeah, and like at this, but they did a rematch with Cena too, and like that's the yeah. thing. Like, it's at this point, I think they just don't have anything for Brock to do. They're afraid, and to, you might be right about that. And they're afraid to really book someone over him. But I think they just need to pull the trigger. You need to see put that. Energy. I don't know. I don't know if they are afraid of that or if they're just necessarily waiting for that. I think that they may not know who to do it with, because I think when they're finally done with Brock, mm-hmm. um, I think it'll be one person that beats him and then he's gone. And I think that's the right way to do it. I agree, um, but like, I just, I just don't want to like, and I think. A lot of people feel like very similar to, similarly uh, to me about this, and that's like it's not that I don't want to necessarily see Brock Lesnar. I just want to see him in a different capacity. Like I, we've seen him do this like a million times over. It hasn't been like there hasn't been a good match with him doing that unless it's like a triple threat match. Um, yeah. And like you know, we've seen him face everybody else, and it's just been stale. Like since the Cena match. He hasn't really had a one-on-one match that stands out, and the only reason the Cena match stands out is because it was a novelty match. And See, I disagree. I think I think he's had good matches with Rollins. I think the triple threats that he had were good. Um, I think that that's all I can think of right now. But that being said, he's only had three or four matches. Like I know that doesn't sound like a lot for two years, but he also hasn't been around that long. I, I think I think what they're doing mm-hmm. is. Much in the way that I think they're sort of evolving towards a different structure at the top where it's not just going to be one guy, that they will have somebody go over him. They're just not sure who that's going to be yet. I think Finn Balor would have been up pretty high up on their list until very recently. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think the right way to get Brock out, because I don't want to see Brock around forever. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like Brock to get to... to I think timing is their problem. I think he's beaten Triple H, Cena, uh, Undertaker, uh, Orton now, Ambrose, and some other people. Roman. Um, did he beat? He didn't really beat Roman. And I just think they've run out of people for them to do it with. And I think he may have another year left on his contract. But what I would do is I would maybe have him fight one more person and not some big show nonsense either. I would find another name that hasn't lost to him yet and then I would have somebody beat him at Mania and I would have that be the end of Brock. I think there's o- there are only three people who could do this convincingly. Okay, and let's hear it. This Samoa, Samoa Joe. Agreed. Kevin Owens. Agreed. And Bray Wyatt. Uh... See, I don't disagree with Bray, but I don't fully agree with it either. And, I mean, and mind you, he's... The it, would be, it would do a lot for Bray, though. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, like, I, I think booking-wise, it makes sense. Um, yeah. Only from the sense of, like, if you want to get Bray Wyatt back to where he needs to be, um, have him beat Brock. But I would rather see Samoa Joe or Kevin Owens do it. 
Um, yeah, I think so too. I, and, I do think Finn Balor or Seth or Dean. I would throw any of those three in there for a while, for a while. I think we were both pretty certain it was going to be Roman. Well, God. also Nakamura. I should add Nakamura to that list. Yeah, I would throw him on that list too. Well, and those two are buddies too. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that would actually be kind of nice to see. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I would be down for a Nakamura Lesnar match where Lesnar does the uh, does the job for Nakas. But I mean, and like, this is where and this is where I think you know they want to make Lesnar's resume as impressive as humanly possible until that happens and as long as he's the only person that he's beaten that I don't that I didn't necessarily agree with is Ambrose and it wasn't even that I didn't necessarily agree with it I just didn't like how it happened yeah. and I still don't understand why they did that I mean the but, punk the punk thing you you can let slide because punk actually almost had Lesnar yep. beat um yep. and he would have beat him if it wasn't uh if it wasn't for Heyman um, well, and had things turned out differently, I would have liked to have seen a similar thing with Brian. That's true. Brian and Brock. So yeah. I, I'm not complaining. As long as Brock's resume consists of these old people who I don't particularly care to see anymore, no disrespect to Undertaker, but uh, that, I, that, that I'm not particularly keen to see get any kind of a push, these mm-hmm. guys, you know, I think that's why I've maybe enjoyed the Brock thing similar to most. Like, after 10 years of John Cena, it's very cathartic to, to see somebody come in and say, if I had stayed here, John Cena would be carrying my fucking bags and have that guy throw Cena around the ring for 20 minutes. Uh, I don't know if I'd uh, have exposed my young daughters to it. No, I'm just kidding. I totally would have. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think as long as it's just like that, like, Horton absolutely makes sense as a victim for Brock to me. Now, that being said, that doesn't make the match great. Um and I wouldn't have put it as the main event, that's for damn sure. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm not necessarily sour. I haven't soured on Lesnar. I, maybe I should rephrase what I said. I'm not, it's not that I don't care to see Brock Lesnar. I just would like to see something a little bit refreshing. And I thought the Ambrose thing was going to be kind of refreshing. Me too. Me but too. it wasn't. And it's You're disappointing. Right. But, you know, we'll see where he, where he goes from here. I wouldn't mind seeing a few people... You know, say our list is of three people. I wouldn't mind seeing Brock eke out some victories on some newer guys. Yeah. Like, you know, like maybe Wyatt or even like Joe. Yeah. If, as long as somebody that makes sense gets him at the end. Because now it, it is getting streak-like in yeah. a way that, especially because he is the one that ended the streak. Whoever beats Brock, you know, they could have they done very little with that after that. But they had him go straight to the Cena thing. Mm-hmm. And then it was a straight prize fight. And had it not been for their pipe dream for pipe dream for Roman, who knows what would have happened. But yeah. you know, it is it is going to be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, but I'm kind of with you on the Randy rematch. I don't particularly need to see that. <laughs> um, so let's move uh, into the Finn Balor thing. Finn, Finn had debuted the last time we talked. Yes. Um, didn't love this match. Don't really even know what it was. I'm sure the crowd chanting for that awful belt had something to do with it. Um, but I don't know. Like, we'll start with just the match itself. Like, what did you think of that? Uh, three out of five stars. Um, I, I know they have better in them. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's the thing. Like, uh, compared to maybe just a standard WWE match, um, it was it was a good match. Um, compared to what these two can do, yeah. it was subpar. Now, uh, I, like I said, I, I do think that the crowd took a little bit out of that. Um, 
But although we, you and I got a tiny victory out of that, the classy guys uh, did not jump on the whole stop booing the men and enjoy the match. Yeah, uh, they did not go on that little bandwagon this time. They were with us, or where I knew we would be, which is nice. It's like watching your kids grow up. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so good job, guys. Um, and you know this get and this gets into a different discussion that we'll go into in a second. But like Finn is hurt. There's really nothing else to say about that than it sucks. Mm. Um, horrible timing. Uh, excited that he might be back by WrestleMania. Yeah, it'll they could kind of do it like a re-debut. Um, and he'll have he'll have that same momentum. It's kind of an interesting thing hearing people talk about Seth Rollins like he's dangerous now. Oh, you mean to wrestle with? Yes. Oh, that's because uh, you you've seen that. It's just it's it's stupid. It's just the stigma that that like people like Bret Hart put on him, and you know, obviously when um, people put like people like Bret uh, like someone in Bret Hart's position says something. Um, Unfortunately, uh, wrestling fan, a lot of wrestling fans will put idol worship over actual common sense. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, no, just, I 100% agree. You know, you can very much tell that Bret Hart, every time he brings up Seth Rollins, he talks about Goldberg. So, like, you can tell there's, like, a very large portion of subjectivity to that and bias. When he brings up Seth Rollins, um, well, Ron, Brett has added fuel to the fire there, you know, or started it. Yeah. You, you can make that. But that being said, uh, numbers-wise, Seth has injured a few people now, and people tend to jump on that because it's happened in a short period of time. However, um, Seth has also had a many years of his career where he's never injured anybody. Yeah. Um, so I don't think, I don't know, it's just my, my opinion, but I don't think Seth Rollins is a dangerous wrestler. He's never hurt anybody before last year that I've ever heard of. You know, Sting was not, Sting and Finn both came out and said, Seth's not dangerous, you're all nuts. Yeah. So if that's not a good enough indictment of him not being dangerous, I, if, if you're not hearing it from the people who's hurting him, or the, who he's hurting, that's supposedly hurting, then I don't know what, how, more, how much more impeachable a source there can be. Um, so I don't think Seth is dangerous. Um, does Seth have a couple more dangerous moves? Did the curb stomp hurt somebody? No. It never did. They just banned it just because they thought it might. It's it's the whole concussion thing. I mean, like it was going throughout uh, okay. the NFL and the WWE, and and okay. rather than wait for something to happen, they uh, they were uh, they took a precaution, which is fine. I mean, like I love the curb stomp. I'm sad that it went away, but like it's Me not too. it's not going to kill Seth Rollins' career. Um, no, and Seth's been doing the buckle bomb since ROH. Yeah, but I mean, if and I don't remember anybody getting hurt. I mean, I will say this: if they need to take the buckle bomb away from Seth, I get it. It's not. I mean. It's I don't not, love the buckle bomb anyway, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I'm not. It looked clumsy, um, and Seth has an array. Like his move set is fucking huge, so like it's yeah. not really gonna kill him. Um, it's not gonna do anything negative to him. So take yeah, if they need to take away the buckle bomb, then you know I'm I'm sure Rollins doesn't care. You know, like I'm sure there are other spots that he can do. Um, yeah. As far as like him being dangerous, it's it's fucking stupid because like I think. When you remember when he was um, when he was part of the Shield, when he was uh, when like throughout his entire WWE run, when he was put in the main roster, um, this includes when he was part of the Shield, 
and and yep. an active member of that when he turned heel when he was um part of the one of the authority and then when he was champion he wrestled every monday and every smackdown like yep. every fucking night he wrestled so like putting that like and what he he what accidentally broke john cena's nose which he recovered from um the sting and the bower thing was definitely yeah i get it the buckle bomb it's not it's um he injured two people so that's three people in total after wrestling night after night after night like more so than i think any other main eventer on the roster yeah while while he was active I think he's yeah. fine. Like I think I think the stigma is very much just that, just a stigma, and it doesn't really, um, it it really has no real credibility to it. Yeah. Okay. I I, I agree. Um. So, no more Balor, and then they had uh, the main event, uh, the Fatal Four Way, mm-hmm. um, and that was pretty much the best outcome. Yeah, that I could have possibly. Now I hope we don't get too much McMahon out of this, and I do have a sinking feeling that we might. <laughs> well, I don't want to see Triple H and Foley. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, if <laughs> like it, Mick Foley, but no. If it if it means that, um, I don't want to see it either. But if that means that, like, if Triple H versus Foley um, means that we're going to see them not really get too involved in a in Kevin Owens's. Uh, matches, uh, title matches yep. with Rollins and Reigns, then, you know, I- I'll take it. Well, and I could see Foley being willing to take some shots from Owens, which would be fun. Which yeah. which could, rephrase that, it could be fun. Yeah. Um, so that's fine. Um, now, I mean, the one of the things that really got me about this was the crowd chanting, you deserve it, after he won it in a heelish fashion. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's that section of the internet that uh, if you're not a meathead like Ryback, uh, they're not going to get behind you. Um, and that's fine. But, you know, and for a bad Vince guy, Russo, like... <laughs> who apparently went on a tangent about how, like, Owens is, like, the worst pick to represent the company, which, what a fucking moron. All right, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I stopped listening to, to Vince around the same time I stopped listening to Brett. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they chanted, you deserve it for a bad guy who just won the belt from uh, probably probably the most hated kayfabe-wise guy in the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and they chanted, you deserve it at Kevin. And I, I, I think that uh, there can be no greater, you know, much like Punk and much like Brian and much like a few other guys that we've seen in these past few years, um, they're really... It's the little things like that to me that say more about how truly over or how truly deserving a guy is. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and so I, I was really, that was my favorite part of the whole thing. I, I thought that was cooler than the title in itself, that he got that. Um, yeah, 100%. And yeah, Kevin Owens is world champion. I did not know. I did not know. I mean, I, I, I hoped and I thought that we might get to see it. Uh, he certainly deserves it, I thought, mm-hmm. uh, from a very early time on the main roster. But you never really know for sure, you know. Uh, and so, I, what, did you think that we would see this? Did you think he was going to win that match? I didn't think he was. Actually, yeah. I, 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 had, a sneaking, okay. I had a sneaking suspicion that he might. Um, My money was on Seth. I, was, I, I thought Seth was a safe choice. 
so that wouldn't mm-hmm. have surprised me. Um, I thought like, but then again, you know, Finn Balor beat Seth Rollins like at SummerSlam, so it was um, yeah. it was it was interesting to see that they were willing to pull the trigger on Finn Balor. So if they yeah. were willing to do that for him, then I thought Owens definitely was a shoe in for that too. Um, now it really just depended on what they were going for, um, and I I knew it was either going to be Rollins or Owens. Um, they were really playing a big big cast that night. Um, which I thought, I'm glad he didn't win. Oh, me too. And not because I don't want to see him as world champion, but if they give him that now, it'll be like the first time they ever gave Punk a world title. Yeah, I, I don't want to see that. He's going to get lost. And that's not good. Well, he's just now finding his ground. And like that's the thing. Like He's finding his, his, his character now um, like on his own, and people are 100% behind him. Imagine once he starts really cultivating that. How much people yeah. are going to be behind him? It's, it's going to be great. Um, I'm I'm 100 on board with a big cast push, but I'm glad that Kevin Owens won. And seriously, think about this, man. Like we talked about this, how like what made the um, one of the reasons why the Attitude Era is so fondly looked at is because at the drop of a hat, you could like you you actually had credible main eventers. So at the drop of a hat, yeah. you can put the title on on like half a dozen guys on the roster. And you wouldn't have blinked. Like you, you wouldn't have like ever questioned. Well, why does, uh, you know? I know obviously Austin and The Rock were the top two um, guys on the roster, but like you know, you wouldn't have blinked. Oh, Kurt, why does Kurt Angle have the belt? Why does Undertaker or Triple H yeah. or Kane or Mankind? Yeah. You know, there was like all these really credible main eventers, and we're seeing that again now. Like, and I think Kevin Owens winning the belt, Finn Balor winning the belt, um, is establishing that. Like, and I think that's fantastic because not only does this mean that, like, you have that weight of main eventers in the title picture. <laughs> oh. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> okay, I mean, you can disagree with me, but... Um, <laughs> he was just enthusiastically agreeing with you. Oh, okay, well, that's good. Um, not only do you have the weight of, of main eventers in the, in the title picture, but you also have that same weight and merit in, like, second tier or third tier matches on a pay-per-view card so like you know roman reigns versus uh seth rollins um not for the title or when kevin owens let's say when he doesn't have the belt you can have him kevin owens versus seth rollins without without the belt still holds that same main event feel um and that's fantastic i love that yeah um the other thing i kind of want to point out about the kevin owens thing before we move on to that um is before we move on to the belts, I really want to ask you what you think about the belts. Um, the Kevin Owens, you know, is is a list of champions that we've had in the past couple of years, like Seth, who's smaller, you know, like Dean, who's not traditional, like Punk, like Brian. Um, they've never done a fat guy before. And I think that that is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't mean that in a, in a bad way towards him at all. I mean, if 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 Kevin Owens' body type is what leads him to wrestle the way he does, and I think everybody should look like Kevin Owens on yeah, exactly. that show. <laughs> uh, it doesn't take away anything from it for me, mm-hmm. um, particularly when you can do some things that Kevin Owens can do. Yeah. Uh, so I I this is the first time they've done that. I haven't I, I haven't seen that a lot. Uh, and maybe that's just because people are used to WWE being as progressive as they are these days in their thinking, or, or getting more progressive anyway. Mm-hmm. But for somebody who's been watching it for like 20 years, it still strikes me as like, wow, they actually did that. Good for them. Yeah. Um, 
And I think you had made a similar point to Nakamura, you know, the guy who speaks broken English, um, whose style, just style in general, you know, wrestling style, uh, personal style, mm -hmm. even just the way he moves, was not anything that was over in the States before he got there. Yeah. He got that over on his own. Definitely, and yeah. He, been here six months and they put the belt on him so uh, they, you know they've been making some steps and that, that that's one thing that stuck about, out about the kevin owens thing for me which i thought was awesome um so along the same lines um what do you think about that universal title uh, i mean I, I i hated it whenever it was uh premiered it didn't like it didn't take away from the match uh <laughs> itself i mean now it's i'm over it but yeah. it's not it's it's not the best looking belt. I mean the SmackDown women's belt looks way better. Um the Raw women's belt looks way better. Um yeah. the the WWE belt looks way better. Uh yeah. that the whole the, the fucking belt looks like a laffy taffy, uh the, the universal belt. Um but then again I mean like maybe that's just the gimmick of it, like a fucking universal belt. You know, yeah. I guess it should look kind of ridiculous. But yeah. that's just me. How about you? I hate the belt, too. Um, it's very rare that I've hated both the name and the look of a belt. <laughs> um, that's... And, I mean, what, a, what an aborted start. They have the name that everybody hates, and then they have a belt that everybody hates, and then the first guy that they have when it gets hurt mm -hmm. can't defend it even once. Um yeah, and then to be, that is not going to help Kevin Owens. That's not to say that he's doomed to failure. He's not. But um, it's certainly not going to help. You know, I mean, I know they hate backtracking on stuff, but it would be, you know, if from the way they played the Triple H Owens thing, Owens did not know Triple H was going to help him. Yeah, so, you know, I would have Owens come out on Raw and just be like, hey, thanks for the help. Can you get rid of this fucking thing and give me a real belt, please? <laughs> like, and just find a funny way to do it. And then that's the way they get out of it. Just admit yep. you made a mistake. Just call it the Raw World Championship. Yeah. I mean, I don't, and, I don't and, see and why. And the SmackDown World Championship. I've, I've heard some complaints about that because I think SmackDown has some belts with an actual SmackDown name in it. Mm -hmm. And I've heard some, what is that? The SmackDown Tag Team titles, I think? And the uh, SmackDown women's SmackDown title. women's title. Yeah. So, but like that's what it is. It's the women's belt that's on SmackDown. That's the simplest name they could have for it. Exactly. Yeah. These titles are not supposed to have stupid names like Universal or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like for mid card, it's not that easy because you need to be able to call it something, you know. So U.S. and Intercontinental is fine. Exactly. Yeah. But world, but world and Universal is stupid. Yep. Raw women's and SmackDown women's makes sense. Raw tag team and, and SmackDown tag team makes sense. That's the show that they're on. That's the belt. So that doesn't bother you at all. No. Yeah. Um, now, what do you think about the Raw belts and the SmackDown belts kind of looking quite a bit like each other in most cases? It doesn't bother me. No, that doesn't bother me. I, I actually don't mind it. No. Um, I don't love... I think you could probably make the belts blue and red without actually making the whole thing blue and red, um, like they've done with some of them. If, but if I don't, you, I, overall, though, I don't mind them. Yeah, if you look at the uh, SmackDown women's belt, it's actually a white belt with the blue, like in the middle. Like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that that design was amazing. I don't know why they didn't try to do that with the uh, the Universal belt, but you know. Yeah. 
I mean, and and that's another thing that like upset me is that like you know Rollins went on Twitter and like started um, chastising fans who like <laughs> talked about the belt during the whole match, and then like there was this whole fucking like vocal movement against the Brooklyn fans. Um, yeah. which is like, why are you, you guys should be pissed at the design team and the company. You, you offered up a product that sucked and it was, it sucked so much that it took away from the match. So yeah. like, that's not the fault of the fans. That's no, the, I a hundred percent. I was kind of surprised to see Seth going that way, unless he was trying to come off as a heel. Yeah. But I, and if he, I don't know if he was or not, but. Yeah, I mean, what else do you say about that? Seth Rollins went the classy ring attire direction. Even the classy ring attire didn't go the classy ring attire direction. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, wow, I think we covered... Just about everything. Uh, just about everything. Uh, Glad to see Bailey on the main roster. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. Did you like the Bailey New Day stuff? Oh, yeah. Lots of fun. <laughs> Me too. It was cute. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think that we can uh, do our, our main thing now. Okay. Not exactly sure how long this is going to take. Um, I'll let you sort of intro this little thing okay. here. So, in an effort to promote not only the SmackDown brand, but also the uh, segment, um, the, the post-SmackDown show called Talking Smack um, on the network, uh, they had a, uh, an exchange between The Miz and Daniel Bryan where the Miz, I mean, do um, do I have to rehash this? There, it, there was the promo. Everybody. No, I, I think everybody, everybody, I think yeah. everybody saw it. Yeah. I just mean, so I, I, in in early conversations that we had, you'd indicated that this worked for you. It worked for me, but not in the sense that it, how it worked for everyone else. But I want to get your thoughts on this first. Okay, um, I put up an internet activity on on Pulse about this. Yes. Uh, I don't. And, and the classic guys pointed this out. Now, I've never seen Talking Smack, and I'm certainly uh, not super motivated to seek any more of it out. Um, but the, the, it, it, it's a clunky conversation from both ends, because they're slipping in and out of kayfabe. Yes. That's, that's part one. And, and Brian was doing that, too. So it's a weird, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird platform to start on, um, which made the whole thing kind of shaky in my mind. Um, the crux of the argument seemed to be that, uh, Brian wrestles a dangerous style yes, and, uh, he had to retire early because of it. Mm -hmm. And the Miz does not, I'm not entirely sure if he's ever left his feet. Yeah. And, uh, so he will be wrestling for longer. Yes. Um, an odd thing, an odd promo in its entirety what I was surprised at was I, I went on to Wrestling Inc., which is where I watched it, mm -hmm. and uh, the amount of people on there mm -hmm. that just absolutely loved this and identified with Miz was really surprising to me, and that's what led me to uh, write my article, The Miz, King of Soft Style. <laughs> <laughs> which was like um, an amazing tagline, by the way. Uh, thank you. Now, now The Miz, uh, like, um, the the... the there's a few things that came up on this. Number one, people weren't entirely sure that if it was real or not. Um, I don't think either you and I are going to debate the fact that it was not real. God, the, the amount of people who actually <laughs> think that this was a shoot. All right, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, we obviously don't need to discuss how 
ridiculous that is. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of, oh, go back to the bingo halls and shit if you want to do that style. And I don't really see where that comes from either. You know, Brian had talked about the, the WWE style has evolved. Now, is that a fair statement? I think you would agree with that. that in the past five years, especially, that WWE style has evolved. 100%, yeah. I saw a lot of people saying that, oh, you got these guys flipping around the ring with like false finishes and yada, 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 and they're high spots and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but we need to go back to like larger than life personalities. And that was always kind of a false equivalency to me because you can find guys that have both. Yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah, you don't, you don't, it's not, it doesn't need to be that way. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, oh God, what else? There, there was, there was a hundred, you know, the, 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 the promo itself that they were saying that the Miz did great, you know, and I made the point of just like, okay, what was your favorite part? Was it the part where the Miz essentially admitted that he wrestles the most boring match imaginable so that he can lengthen a career that's so boring that no one wants to see it? Uh, was it the part that he went in and out of kayfabe by talking about bumps before talking about titles that he won in a fictional environment? Uh, or was it the part where he fucked up his lines at the end? <laughs> like, I, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't understand it. Okay. Um, so help me out here. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and um, I liked the promo, not for the same reasons okay. that everybody else did or for what most people did. Because okay. um, what ended up happening was um, so the Miz comes in and he brings in the IC belt and he gets upset because apparently he feels like he is not getting the recognition he deserves as the IC champ. Okay. And Brian. Fine. And then Brian. Uh, says that he has respect for the belt, he just doesn't have respect for the champion, and then he called Miz a coward. Now, and then okay. that, that led to that heated exchange. So I'm going to go ahead and say that even though the Miz um, did bring up the confrontation, it was Brian who really pushed that argument. He initiated that whole argument of styles. Um, of well, I don't styles. know that. I don't know that. And and maybe it was taken in a different direction, and maybe there was a miscommunication. But I don't know. Like that, that seems to me like you're talking to the Miz as a heel there. Well, not necessarily knocking his style. Like it was only after um, Miz introduced the whole like, oh, well, you wrestle a dangerous style, and now you can't entertain the fans anymore. And uh, and you know your career was cut short. Yeah, seventeen years of career was cut really short. Uh, <laughs> you wrestle that indie style, and then bam, seventeen years later you get hurt. Uh, so I, I, it was only after The Miz did that that Brian started to talk about him wrestling a very soft style. Nope, that's not how it happened. No? Okay. No, it, was, it, was the, it was the other way around. Brian <laughs> called him a soft worker and a coward. And then Miz went off and uh, attacked Brian's style. So Brian initiated this. But here's, here's why I like I, I remember the coward thing coming first. I yeah. didn't remember the... the okay. Yeah, the, he, the coward thing strung from the soft style thing. So he okay. actually brought up the soft style, um, and that's when Miz retorted. But the thing that I liked about this is because, so it, it's very much you've noticed that there, the Brian is right. the The landscape of the WWE and the roster is shifting. Um, yeah, people are going for a better wrestling. Um, if you want to call it higher risk, I just call it maybe working a little stiffer, working um, uh, better matches, more realistic matches. Um, more exciting matches. More, yeah, well, better matches. And, yeah, more exciting matches, yeah. a lot of fun. So um, that whole playing it safe, like there are a lot of workers who have, um, who are part of that, uh, I guess, I don't want to call it a generation, but I guess the batch of, of WWE um, superstars um, who were part of the, the soft style. 
yeah. because they were told to work that way or whatever. They they For sure. they didn't know how to work any 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 way else. I'm not trying to excuse them. I'm just saying like there's a batch of them. Ms is part of no, it. I Ms is part of it. Seamus is part of it. Barrett is part of it. You know, I can go on and on. Um, but the people of that particular batch who are still part of the roster right now are out mm-hmm. of place. And it's yes. like on a real level, not on a not just on a kayfabe level, but on a real level, they are out but of place. That's good. Yeah, no, it's it's a great thing, but the, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not against that. I'm very right. much for that. But like what I'm saying is like they're utilizing that particular misplacement or displacement as a part okay. of the storyline, which kind of caught me from out of left field, but in a good way. Because I thought yeah. it was just going to, and I would have, I would have been happy with this too. I thought they were workers like that were just going to sizzle, like they were just going to go out, they're going to fade out. But what happened here is like that particular displacement that that I'm sure people like the Miz and people like Sheamus are probably feeling a little upset about that, like about the fact that they are basically lost in the shuffle right now. Yeah, um, there's frustration there. You know what I mean? For better or I, worse, I, I understand that. For better or worse, whether I, you know, and you and I don't don't necessarily like see any issues with that because we get better wrestling out of it, and that's fine. But like that frustration is shown in this promo. Now, what I liked about this promo is that like the Miz show represented those soft workers, those bad work, the the poor promo workers that we that WWE pushed a while ago and that are displaced right now perfectly. He yeah. he was angry, he was frustrated, he was very much um, yelling, he seemed insecure. So he played that whether he meant to or not, he he represented that very well. So when I saw so that, the Miz, that's fine. Yeah. And and Daniel Bryan did the best did the thing that made that promo perfect. And that's he felt that particular personal like attack of like why doesn't he wrestle in bingo halls if he loves wrestling so much, which probably hid an insecurity for him personally. He represent <laughs> he represented the workers very well, like um the um the new class of WWE talent that are actually really good workers all around. He represented that well until him personally, Daniel Bryan, was attacked on a, on a note that only affects him right now, which is that he's right. injured and he had to retire. And he left. That's what made the promo really powerful to me. And I felt like this really has potential. Not for The Miz, but for Daniel Bryan. Now, can you imagine Daniel Bryan feeling this way and taking it out on The Miz? Like, not necessarily from a physical standpoint, but from a general manager standpoint, really laying it in. And the crowd loves it because they hate The Miz. But eventually that resentment is going to turn into workers who are like him who haven't been forced to retire. Like, can you imagine Daniel Bryan as a heel general manager who is just spiteful? Like, eventually, that slow burn turn? That's what I thought. Like, at the end of that promo, that's what I got from it. And it just made me, like, excited to watch Daniel Bryan as an authority figure. Even yeah, more so. That's, that's all fine, and that's all well and good. Uh, but at the end of that, if he's going to be playing any kind of general manager and The Miz is on the other end of that... Mm-hmm. What good are you going to get out of that? Well, what good is anybody going to get? Because out of that? it has to be a slow heel turn. Like what? How I would book this personally, and maybe this is just me being, of like speaking from my own very like my own perception, is you have Daniel Bryan take it out on the Miz, and the crowd loves it. 
You know what I mean? Because the Miz is the Miz. You know, everybody hates okay. the Miz. You eventually make him kind. Of, you know, you eventually he loses the IC title, or maybe he doesn't lose the IC. He doesn't even have to lose the IC title. I mean, I'd like it if he did, but you know, <laughs> he maybe he doesn't. Whatever. Like Daniel Bryan yeah. fucks with the Miz for like a month or two. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. But eventually, it gets to be a little cruel. You know, where to the point yeah. where where most people might even start feeling a little sympathy for the Miz, or at least saying like, "This isn't really Daniel Bryan, not the one that we're used to." But Daniel Bryan eventually just feels resentful of the fact that there are the these new wrestlers, these new batch of wrestlers that he has opened the door for, but he can't be a part of that because his heart is in wrestling, not as an authority figure. But so he yeah. utilizes that as an authority figure um, to basically take out that insecurity and that resentment out on people like Dean Ambrose, out on people like uh, AJ Styles, out on people like... Um, uh, Dolph Ziggler. You know what I mean? I just think that like this has a lot of potential for Daniel Bryan. And that's why I got excited about the promo. I could care less about what happens to the Miz. <laughs> you know, except yeah, for like his okay. role uh, towards Daniel Bryan. But I really want to see Daniel Bryan really because I love Daniel Bryan. I love seeing him on camera. I love him when he talks. I think that like this might add a really, really new dimension to his character. Yeah, that 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 that's that's that that part's all fine. I mean I mean to me a lot of the stuff, and a lot of the stuff that I saw was pretty pro Miz, you know. Um, a lot about how Miz earned this and Miz earned that, and how Miz needs a push. And they talk like the Miz has never, the, the, the Miz never had a push. That's obviously not the case. No, um, the Miz has been a main event of WrestleMania. Now um, you can talk about how that was booked and whatever, but he was there for a while. Um, I, you know, and I guess the, the same question that I would ask is the same one I asked of Ryback that we've had. Please name one good Miz match. Well, Just not one. one that John Morrison hasn't carried him over? No, there is not. Well, or Brian. You know, there was one yeah. where Brian flew around the ring like a maniac yeah. and failed ever to make the Miz look credible. There's yeah. one where the Miz could barely keep up with a 62-year-old future heart attack victim. Yeah. I mean, like, like the... I get where you're coming from, BD, but like you're, you're, you, I think you're, you're talking about how the fans are taking this. Like the majority of fans who are very pro Miz, but they're short sighted. I mean, it's just it's very short sighted. Like they are. Um, they're talking about yeah. oh, the Miz is getting this push. The Miz isn't going to get a push. Like he he had a promo no. with Dolph Ziggler, like on on SmackDown. Well, you know what I mean? And and that's that's more for Dolph's benefit than the Miz. Well, um, and I think you know I, I I suppose that this carries over into the whole you know in a lot of ways. It's interesting when you talk about the evolution of WWE. You know, I thought to WrestleMania weekend where I spent four days with Joel, and there really wasn't a whole lot that we really disagreed on. You know, and Joel's probably the one I, I disagree with the most in our little clique. But yeah. um, there really wasn't much. But then the Miz won the IC belt on Monday, yeah. and he loved it. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. The Miz still has that belt, and he just beat Apollo Cruz. Yeah, that didn't make any like, sense to me either. Well, then that's that's sort of what I mean, and you know, and. I, I suppose that was my thing for those fans, and I realize you're not those fans. Yeah. And I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get on Classy to talk about them with it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if those are your best mismatches, the ones I mentioned, then fine. But you then have to admit that the bar uh, for a good mismatch could not be lower if it were at the bottom of the Mariana Trench. <laughs> so that's all fine. So that that is interesting. You know, I, I'll, I'll, like I said, I'm gonna try to get on. CRA at some point to talk yeah. to them about this because the Miz was one of the very first things that we ever talked about. Yeah, 
And we're, we haven't had a good back and forth about a single subject like this in, in a while because things have been good. So yeah. I look forward to doing that. So, I mean, and, and that's fine. Like, again, like if you look at this perspective as something that'll help Daniel Bryan as an authority figure, mm-hmm. um, as his role as a Yeah, then I don't have any complaints about yeah, it. Yeah, that's how I looked at it. Like, I never looked at this as a push for The Miz. I mean, short term wise, he might get he might get a benefit out of it. Definitely. But like yeah. you have to you have to understand, like one promo is not going to make or break somebody is not going to build somebody who sucks as much as the Miz. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just not, it's not going to do it. Like CM Punk, the reason the pipe bomb promo put him on a platform, but he had to hold himself on, on top on that platform. Like it wasn't just because of that promo that he was, uh, he was like a WWE champ. He was talented enough to keep himself up there for that long. Well, and, and you know, the, the Miz though, he has, he, yeah, this was a good promo. Um, but more for the f- uh, more for the sake of how Daniel Bryan is going to come out of this. Um, well, and I, I think you know people. A lot of people that I read on the comments were equating it to the pipe bomb too. The difference is people wanted to see Punk in a big profile before pipe bomb, yeah. uh, and there wasn't exactly a clamoring for the Miz uh, before his little bomb pipe, the reverse of a pipe bomb. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, hopefully Miz doesn't get anything out of this. He'll get I, mean, up. I, I have a theory that, you know, we were mentioning all the guys that aren't there anymore that wrestled Miz's kind of style. I have a theory that the ones that are left are only left because they held a world title at some point. Like, I can't really yeah. think of an explanation as to why Miz and Jack Swagger are still around. Jack Swagger I mean, still around? Yeah. And, oh, wow. and okay. you, know, Miz, you know, Miz was the less entertaining part of Miz now, and they released the guy that actually made it entertaining yeah. uh, and not the Miz. Yeah. You know? So, whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, interesting to see, you know, what kind of feedback I'll get, because uh, I have a second part of that article going back up. Um, and, yeah, just to Can't see where that go with that story. Um, so, you made me talk about The Miz. Uh, so, before we, uh, we, <laughs> we, uh, we close out here, I'm going to make you talk about TNA for a second. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Can we make I've this short? Wa- <laughs> uh, yes. I've not watched... Um, nor am I going to. Um, but I just thought that you would like to know uh, that uh, since Final Deletion, which we talked about, mm-hmm. um, that uh, Jeff Hardy is now also broken. He's yeah, now brother, broken brother, he's broken brother, brother Nero. Nero. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought you might be excited to know that Final Deletion 2 is coming. Fantastic. Uh, because now the broken Hardys uh, are fighting the Decay. Uh, and it is called Delete or Decay, and it airs next week. So, look forward to that. I'm probably going to watch it for the sake of... Just, <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Because I thought I'm, the same thing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably going to watch it because... Um, I mean, besides... Like my the same way I wanted to... In the same way that we really wanted Randy and Batista at 31. Or, or 30 or whatever it was. Yeah, but I mean, at this point, though, it's not really going to be because of the crowd reaction. I think um, just to see, like, it's kind of two reasons. One, obviously, for my on-again, off-again masochism. Um, yes. But, like, obviously the second one is, is there's fun in watching a, a, a car crash when you don't, like, when no one really gets hurt in it. You know, it's just, um, yeah. or a train wreck. Um, do, you remember, do you remember when we had uh, Zork on and... Yeah. Uh, I was going through some just some random guys that they threw in an X Division match for an upcoming pay-per-view, and, and I'm like, and there's somebody here called Crazy Steve. Well, here we are several years later. Crazy Steve's still Crazy around. Crazy Steve is... Still part of whatever, whatever the decay is. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, uh, for anybody who live action role plays, this is going to be a pretty sweet deal. <laughs> um, now, uh, so you know, maybe we'll, we'll car crash that up. I'm excited about this. Um, now, the other interesting thing, and this was actually just announced today. I just saw it before I logged on here. TNA mm -hmm. um, is getting rid of the King of the Mountain title, uh, which is a belt that Jeff Jarrett introduced into the promotion uh, to uh, promote his own competing, wrestling, competing wrestling promotion, which is just all kinds of weird. Mm -hmm. um, they're getting rid of that. Darn. Um, and they are introducing the Impact Grand Championship. Wow. Now, do you know what... Here, there are specific rules for this belt. Okay. And I've never heard of anything like this before, and I just want to hear what, you know, if you can separate the TNA out of it, do you think this is a good idea or not? Um, specific rules for this title. Three-minute rounds per match. Judges will award points with a winner per round. Oh, Jesus, stop. No more. A match can end on a pin, knockout, or submission. And if a match goes the distance, the judges pick the winner. Who the hell thought that it would be a good idea to have a title for a predetermined UFC fight? Billy Corgan. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh my god, this is why Smashing Pumpkins are the most overrated 90s band. <laughs> I mean, you can play Disarm anytime you want, and I'm going to listen to it. But beyond that, I kind of agree with you there. <laughs> so that's happening. Um, and it looks like, uh, I mean, they've obviously taped shows. Um, but it looks like uh, the finals will be, I don't know at what point in the tapings this occurred, but they haven't even announced it in, in taping land yet. Um, but apparently the finals are between uh, Drew Galloway and, and Aaron Rex, which I believe is Damian Sandow. Yes. Uh, so yes. still moving away from those former WWE stars. Good job, guys. Uh, oh, my God. Can that possibly play out well? I mean, I like Damien Damien Sandow, but I I'd rather see him in um, what culture pro wrestling than TNA. Well, I think TNA is where you're not in TNA if your career is going the way you want it to. Yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, but I mean, the belt in general, like in what that's that's horrible. Like this reminds me of <laughs> um, this reminds me of um, when WWE tried to do that boxing thing in the '90s with Butterbean and. Yeah, the brawl for all thing. Um, this is this is horrendous. Like, I, I just mean, sent a, I just sent a message to the classy guys too, just to see what they think about it. I I do love Joel's TNA takes. I will say that on Joel. Like, I remember when he was messaging us while watching Final Deletion, and he's like, "I don't understand. Am I a character?" We <laughs> 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 how did Matt Hardy get access to drone technology? <laughs> And I think that's all we got to cover. Uh, until next time, you can follow us on Twitter at TR Attire. You can follow myself at BD underscore CRA. You can follow my friend Q here at Jonah Q, K-U-E. Uh, check us out on Inside Pulse Wrestling. Our episodes are up there. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. It's the quickest way to get the episodes. Um, congratulations to everybody in the Trashy Ring Attire for moving up. Last time, our buddy James Sawyer took first place by a two-point lead. Uh, make sure everybody votes before the pay-per-view next weekend. And that's I think that's all I got. So until next time, keep it trashy, keep it trashy and fuck the Miz. Hit me!
99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. If you have a girl problem, I feel bad for you, son. I got 